Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming. My name is Reese. I'm joined by Monty, and we are your Vanguards for Parabellum's Conquest, a last argument of kings. Mate, how's it going? Good evening, my sir. I am well. How are you? I'm great, mate. And I'm even better because we finally get to talk about the thing that I've wanted to talk about for many, many months now, um, which is the old Dominion. You have wanted to talk about these undead boys, but I'm not too sure they're undead. I'm yet to be convinced. I saw a model posted by Leo today. They're wearing a lot of armor, mate. They're wearing a lot of armor. That's, that's I all could, I have to say. I couldn't help but bite and see if I could get Eddie Fishers because it didn't look dead to me. So I think I think the uh, <laughs> the whole army being sold on an undead army, I think, is, is poppycock. I think it is a, a very much alive army that will crump. That nah, lies, mate. When you see a few of the other models, like the um, the the ghosty wraith boys that are the Carries and the Mori, um, and I'm sure the the Legionnaires and the Praetorians will have some sort of shambling skeletal arms amidst all their armor. But you know, yeah, the, those oh. models look the, the models look fantastic, though. I'm so excited to have them in my hands and start painting them. Um, oh, that looks so good. That looks so good. I really just want to run an army of the ones that look less undead. <laughs> and basically say you know the narrative is oh we don't realize that we're undead we think we're still very much alive and, and, yep. and you know the pretty boys of the force <laughs> they didn't get the memo mate that's all it was <laughs> that's right. hold on what where where what oh, oh. <laughs> it's like i've been bamboozled but mate let's let's um let's let's dive right into these because there's a there's a lot to cover with the the way that the army works as a whole um now, this, this episode will go out at the same time as Parabellum are hosting their happy hour, which will be um, for people in the past, present, future, however you want to look at it, because, you know, recording and time travel is a thing, um, is the 3rd of March, 2022. Um, mm -hmm. This is going to go at the same time. Now, because we don't know exactly what Parabellum are going to be talking about, but I've been given permission to, you know, talk about the army, we're going to sort of stick to what I think will be the main focus, which is going to be the army rules, um, the characters, and the, the first wave of releases that the Old Dominion will get. And then we'll touch on a couple other little things here and there as well, like some relics and some combinations that we've come up with in uh, playtesting. But mate, we're going to start with the army rules. Now, Parabellum's already been kind enough to tease this one, so people who've been keeping up to date with social media will know this one as it is. Now, this is a special rule that a vast majority of the army has on their uh, characteristics profiles, and this is a special rule called Animate Vessels. So, Animate Vessels is um, a very core part of the way that the faction as a whole works. It ties into a few other things that we'll talk about in a second, but it's also restricted to basically anything that's the undead side of the old dominion and there are a couple of things in the faction that are that don't have this special rule um and we'll we'll cover them when we need to sort of thing so the wording for animate vessels is all regiments and character stands in the army with the animate vessels special rule gain the terrifying one special rule and may not perform the inspire action however Regiments still receive the benefits of inspiration when performing a successful charge or any other special rule that allows them to count as being an ex being ex uh, in count as being inspired. There we go. Got Stumbled there. over it. Stumbled over enough. It's fine. Um, in addition, regiments with the animate vessel special rule do not have a resolve characteristic and are always considered as if they have passed any morale or resolve characteristic test. 
A character stand with the animate vessel special rule does not confer their resolve characteristic to the regiment they are attached to. However, regiments with this special rule may still be broken and or shattered as a result of casualties as their formation collapses and soldiers are cut down individually. Now mm. there's a lot there's a lot going on there. Mm. But um let's let's break it down to, to the easiest way to do it. So everything with animate vessels has terrifying one, which is phenomenally like game changing. It's the reason I love the conning gear in the Nords, because mm -hmm. if you take it as your, uh, as your Warlord, the supremacy is every time you charge, you get Terrifying 1, and it's a huge force multiplier. Mm -hmm. And now for Old Dominion, you look at it going, well, my whole army has it, obviously, if you just run stuff with Animate Vessel. Um, yeah. The sec second it part is the Inspire Action Change, which is your whole army with this special rule cannot perform Inspire Actions. Which... And look, I I think this is completely fine because look, you got you sort of got to break it down into layers. Um, for a start, the terrifying one special rule. I agree with you. It's very very good. <laughs> um, anyone who's playing with an apex predator uh, knows that the true power of the apex isn't so much in the front end damage. It's in the afters. It's yep. in the terrifying two uh, resolve impact. So obviously, terrifying one is in terrifying two, but. It is still very good, and you don't have to do anything for it. You just get it. Um, now, the Inspire part is sort of only a... Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. It's only a, a sort of half-edged sword, because you're getting Inspire when you charge anyway. And, I mean, charging and then clashing is a big part of this game. It's not like, mm. you oh, you never make a charge, then you clash. It's It's... it's you know, very frequent. So you sort of are getting inspired. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the sort of, yeah, the, that inspire action really just comes into effect for the most part when you're in an enge uh, a prolonged engagement. Yeah. Because it means that, you know, you, you're either going to burn an action that you just can't do anything with, um, although we'll, we'll get to that, um, or you, you know, might... How you just have a free action left over if you do actually manage to kill something with your, you know, your original clash action. Mm. Um, now, the second part of the special rule is that you do not have a resolve statistic. Now, on any of the character sheets we have that have the animate vessel special rule, it, the resolve is just a dash. Um, the fact that they automatically pass um, and count as having succeeded on any of them is is insane like when you when you sort of look at it you go okay how doesn't that like sort of change the game but the army is very much balanced around the fact that they realistically take well, for want of a better sort of thing for it is like what 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 would resolve be it'd be like a third to half damage for the most part um across like the course of a game yeah about a third yeah, yeah. so you, you you're basically not you know, you're not taking a third more damage than your opponent uh, than your opponent would be in in the same instance. But when we get to the profiles, you'll understand sort of where that balances out. Mm. Um, the fact that you automatically pass the test though is really helpful for things like combat reform or combat rally or um, withdrawal actions. So anything like this, where you know you would have to make a roll to see if you pass before you can even attempt it, or whether you know you can't attempt it at all. You just get to do it. It's fine. Um, although bear in mind, you will still suffer the wounds and and all that that happens with some of the effects because uh, like um, clean withdrawal, I'm pretty sure is still like D6 wounds if you if you withdraw out of combat. So 
you will still suffer that bit, but you don't have to make the roll and or potentially take a lot more damage. Yeah, you just stole the point I was going to make when you finished speaking um, <laughs> to make myself look more intelligent than I really am. Um, <laughs> Mate, I do, I do that all the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, I mean, this is great. I mean, it doesn't come up that often, but when it comes up, it's cash money. Like, the ability to just say, oh, you're fearsome, irrelevant. And the other player goes, but I paid good money for that fearsome. You say, don't care. Yeah, you, didn't pay, you didn't pay enough money for it. I'm, I'm undead. You can't tell by my smiling face, but I really, beneath this veneer of smiling attraction, I am, in fact, uh, an animate pestle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so, the, and then the other part of the rule is that you, um, or sort of the final part is you can still be broken and shattered. Uh, and that's important because, you know, it means that, sure, you're not taking those resolve wounds, but if someone actually does enough damage to you to you know, wipe out half your stands, you still break. And if they do it again, you still shatter. Um, so the, the the army's not completely over the top in the sense that they're just immune to, you know, half the game. Um, none, none of that nonsense. No. And look, having... I think anyone coming in from the outside reading those... You know, I mean, the, the, the main ones are um, everything's terrifying one. Uh, you don't inspire, but you inspire when you charge, and then you don't care about morale. So they're the... They're, you know, they're the, you know, the, the enlightened ones. And yeah. anyone coming in without any knowledge of what's coming will think, okay, power creep. Um, <laughs> you know, this is good. Um, and I know from having my ear to the ground, uh, I didn't really participate in the testing runs because I knew that I couldn't give my all. So I didn't, I didn't sort of throw my two cents in because I, I didn't want to dilute uh, the creative juices that were flowing from but all of the But you did well. have to listen to me natter on about it a fair bit. Uh, look, I really did. And, 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 and you know, <laughs> I, I feel like that's my pleasure and it's also my curse. But, um, <laughs> but look, it's, it's obvious how tough this faction as a whole was to balance. Uh, it went through so many iterations. It went through so many yo-yos. And it was so hard to balance because you're coming in from the point of so strong that if you then back it up with, you know, an army builder and, 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 and wall scrolls and data sheets that are also so strong, you know, there's that's when that creep can happen. So it, it, it's a nightmare. It must have been a nightmare uh, for the wonderful people writing these rules to get it right. And and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if they got it right because I actually don't know. I haven't read the final ones. So this is a, <laughs> a, a reveal for me as well. That's it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on with this faction, so uh, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a, a ride you'll have to prepare for. So now that we've spoken about a single special rule for the faction, um, we'll talk about their well, one of the special things about a majority of their regiments. So there is a lot of regiments in this army with a special action. So the fact that they can't perform an inspire action has sort of freed up that action for this. Now, the action's called a Memories of Old. So for anybody who's sort of versed even just a little bit in the Old Dominion lore, um, because they were all sort of, you know, reincarnated as the undead servants of Haslia that they are, the, the, the way the Memories of Old has been created is that it's the, the actual essence of the army remembering who they were in life um, prior to being, you know, crazy skeleton zombie people um 
And Memories of Old uh, allows them to perform an action uh, when the regiment activates. So uh, basically any of your two actions, you can perform your Memories of Old and you immediately gain the benefit of the Memories of Old uh, listed on that character sheet. Um, and some of them are special rules that the regiment will get some of them are draw events, some of them are, you know, extra statistics, extra bonuses, anything like that. So basically anything that's written in their memories of old activates as soon as they um, perform the action. So for argument's sake, um, if you had a memory of old that was Bastion 1, the second you activate the memory of old action, you would have Bastion 1. Um, so that's just, and that's just, you know, one as an example. So the that's just like a really it's it's a super cool mechanic, and when we get to some of the characteristic profiles of the regiments, we'll explain you know them in a bit more detail. But as a as a sort of starting point, it's just something to be aware of with the faction is that there's a there's a chunk of the army that has a very special action they can perform whenever they activate that gives them just like super cool stuff, and some of them is some of them are really really cool. Yeah, look, uh, for people who are confused by what my co-host just said, uh, I wouldn't blame you because it's very <laughs> new uh, and I'm confused in and of myself. But the essence that I I think you can take away, of course, you know, I'm, I'm trying to lead, I'm the blind leading the blind here. Uh, <laughs> the essence that I think you can take away with it is it's, think of it sort of like a draw event, but it's not a draw event, but it's it's. You, when you have a spare action because you don't have to inspire, you can sort of do this memory of old, which means you get insert buff here. Um, sort of like you get when you draw the card for a draw event. So it's sort of just like an extra buff that the regiment gets. Yep. And I was just thinking, as you were talking, Reese, I really do wish, uh, this is just me poking fun, that they added like some sort of D6 mechanic into this because not every single regiment that got reincarnated would have been great. Some of them, <laughs> some of them would have been terrible. Like some of them would have been like the dregs of the force, the militia, the ones that would rather have just been at home watching, you know, reruns of Friends. So, like, if you, you know, the dropouts. If you, yeah, if you dropouts, yeah, if you if you go for memory of old action and you roll a one, you should get like the shoddy the shoddy regiment's memory. <laughs> so you know, it's like you know, um, Sir Barristan the rubbish. He goes, yeah. oh, we're great, we're great soldiers. No, you weren't. We're rubbish. Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna clash a zero. Um, anyway, sorry, moving on. <laughs> no, that, that, that's great. I, I like that. It, it probably would have been a little bit harder to balance at that point when you're adding in, you know, random dice rolls, but I appreciate the sentiment. Mate, it would have, about, it would have been all about the randomness. It could be great or it could be pants, but we're here for the ride. Uh, could you imagine how, how like feels bad it would have been though? If you've got your big elite regiment, you're like, I'm going to memories of old. Then they're just like this walking potato on the battlefield. So rough and the rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, we haven't even, we haven't even finished talking about army rules yet. So we've got one last army rule to talk about and it's a doozy. So this is referred to as empowerment. So I'm, I'm just going to read it word for word and we'll break it down as, as we as we go or when we finish as, as sort of need be. So each time a stand belonging to any regiment in the army with the animate vessel special rule is destroyed, you gain one dark power token. Dark power tokens are accrued at the end of the action in which stands were destroyed. But before either oh, sorry, but before another action or activation begins. 
Make sure to roll any morale tests where applicable before tallying up the number of dark power tokens generated. At the beginning of the battle, designate a visible area outside the battlefield where you will be placing the dark power tokens. When the player gains a dark power token, it must be allocated to one of the two pools, one of them being dark power and one of them being the fallen pantheon. The more dark power tokens a pool has, the greater the power of that tier Sorry, the greater the power tier of that pool is, and the stronger the regiments and character stands affected by it and become. Both dark power pools have three tiers and unlocks each one based on how many dark power tokens it has in it. The dark power um, pool itself, so not the fallen pantheon, but the dark power pool, may reach tier four as a result of the Heliarch and Stratheos' supremacy abilities. All of the Dark Power Pools start the game at Tier 1 and zero tokens. Now, that was a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> can, I, can I throw um, Layman in? Yeah, go for it. All right. You lose a stand, that's a token. Correct. You've you nailed lose it. another stand, you better believe that's a token. Yep. You get an A-plus, mate. That's exactly how it works. Um, uh, <laughs> you, get, you get enough tokens, you get, you get upgraded. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, the, the big, the big, that's exactly, Mon Monty's nailed it. The big takeaways are every time you lose a stand that has the animate vessel special rule, and that's very specific, um, you get one token. You then pick whether to put it into the Dark Power or Fallen Pantheon pool, and when you hit certain levels of tokens, you gain additional bonuses. So that's the next bit that I'll, so um, this is balanced to uh, 2,000 points. Uh, and then there's a way to, to dial it down as you as you play smaller games. So yeah. when you're playing a 2,000-point battle, Tier 1 is 0 to 6 tokens. So that's, you know, you start the game, you're at Tier 1. There's no additional benefits to Tier 1. It's just where you begin the game. And it's 0 to 6. Tier 2 is 7 to 15 tokens. Tier 3 is 16 to 20 tokens. And tier four is 21 plus because you, you'll just keep going at that point. So basically the, the easiest way to explain that is as soon as you hit seven tokens, you go to tier two. As soon as you hit 16 tokens, you go to tier three. And if you have a Heliarch or Stratheos as your warlord, as soon as you hit 21 tokens, you go to tier four. I love how, I love how Parabellum felt the need to instruct on at the beginning of the battle designate a visible area outside the battlefield where you're replacing the tokens <laughs> i feel like there should be a stipulated ritual like a like a hand signal like a flourish this is the area that i'm collecting my tokens but i don't feel it's visible enough it's partly obscured because of my mystery we need um we need fanfares red carpets and balloons mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it on the table in your way. Move around it. Here's my token pool. Deal yep. with it. <laughs> so uh, the extra bit to that uh, part of the rule is when you're playing a smaller or larger game, um, for every 300 points you go up or down, you increase or reduce the number of tokens you need by one. So if you were to play a 1700 point or less, uh, 17, 1700 to 1400 point game, you would use it would go zero to five yeah um six to 14 
15 to 19, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if you were to go above 2000 points, you increase it. So that's, um, that's just a really, you know, quick quality of life way of doing it. And it is for every, you know, whole 300 points. So if you're paying, playing 1750, for example, which is a, a common points, uh, range for like a few other war games, um, you would still run with the normal 2000 points because you haven't hit 300 points yet. That's just, yeah. you know, you're only 250 points down. You're still using the, the, the core token system. Um, I really like that they added this in. I think that's a really, really feather touch. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's um, at the very start of testing. It was, you know, this is the tokens and we'll figure it out later. Um, it was a very, you know, fragile balancing point as to where we wanted, <laughs> um, you know, the, the decrease of tokens to happen. And I think 300 points is fine. Um, yeah. you know, that means if you're playing a thousand point game, you know, you're, you're, you're reducing three tokens down, which I think is perfectly fine with the amount of, you know, stands and regiments you'll actually have in your army. Absolutely. And look, coming as a Wadrun player, I would love maybe sometime in the future for them to look at, does the Wadrun token chance system have any down tiering or any changes as the points drop? Mate, you've got plenty of nice things. You don't need any more nice uh, things. I just feel like that the power <laughs> level definitely does feel a smidge undercooked at smaller pa smaller games. Yeah. Uh, it's I, much easier to manipulate yes. your tokens at that 2k. Um, but anyway, I'm digressing. This is not about withdrawing. You know, I will, uh, I'll no doubt bring them up several times. It is about the, the shiny dead boys. That's it. But um, no, I, I agree. It's like, I think the, the hardest thing is balancing the game at smaller points. Um, you yeah. and I, mate, we've always... It's it's always been a hard one. I've, we've discussed it many times before. Like playing anything less than two thousand points feels a bit weird sometimes, mm. um, because the game definitely feels like it's balanced at that range. Mm. Um, but obviously, we know that you know not everybody's going to play it at that point level. Um, not everybody's going to want to play it at that point level. You know, if you want a very quick game with a mate, um, or you know you're just getting started with a new army, you can't exactly play two thousand points. So it's a uh, it's something that we have to allow for. Um, but no, it's, uh, I, I like that little touch, though. The reduction of points redu reduces your token threshold. But, mate, what do these tokens do? I'm on the edge of my seat, race, Mate, so, like we mentioned before, we've got the Dark Power Pool, and we have the Fallen Pantheon Pool. Now, these two pools operate very, very differently, um, and they're sort of integrated into the way your army will be constructed. So, to start with, we'll talk about the Dark Power Pool, because... It's going to be the one you use at the when the, the army comes out, just due to, you know, releases. So when you hit tier two for the dark power pool, so as soon as you hit that seven tokens, you hit tier two. All regiments in your army now use their memory of old action as a draw event instead. The regiment gains the benefits of the memories of old action during the draw event step and is free to then perform two actions as per normal during the activation. This is so good because it does open up that second action. So if you wanted to say charge and then clash, you still get your memory. If you wanted to move and then charge, you still get your memory. If you wanted to, you know, clash to wipe something out and then charge into something else, you still have your memory. Um, it's just, it's a really good utility part of the, the faction is that you can just be like, hey, this cool ability that my regiment gets, I get it as a draw event now. Mm. Mm. Um, 
the the ultimate balancing point for this though is regiments that have draw events or have access to draw events you know things like bastion or fury or regeneration or you know whatever uh, other draw events you can think up they would have to then choose because you can still only do one draw event per uh, activation um unless obviously it says otherwise but that's the tier two bonus for the dark power pool when you hit the tier three bon uh, level for the dark power pool all regiments in the army may use their memories of old as a draw event and as an action this allows a regiment to gain the benefits of their memories of old ability twice with them stacking where applicable so this comes into the whole you know special rule and draw event thing where it's a plus x and not just a flat x so if you've got a you know such and such rule um plus one it'll stack and that's the example that's given as well so the example is a unit of Varangian guards, their memory of old ability gives them line breaker one and cleave plus one. So if they activate their memory of old ability twice, they would still have line breaker one, but they would have cleave plus two because it'll hit twice. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. So you just basically have to look at, uh, you know, if you're doing accounting, you just have to look at what is a plus one. What's, a, what's one. a flat? Yep. If it's a flat, it doesn't stack. If it's a plus, it does. Yep, exactly. Nice and simple. Now, the uh, other part to the tier three bonus is that in addition, all regiments in the army count as being inspired when performing a clash action. If a rule would prohibit the regiment from counting as a inspired, then the abilities cancel each other out. Now, this is mostly just specific to uh, special rules like dread. Um, or uh, if you charge mm. through hindering terrain, for example, where you know you don't, you're not allowed to count as inspired. Um, but standard, otherwise, standard of dominion for 100k. Yeah, that's what it was called. I was, I was like, I know there's a 100k relic, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember what it's called. <laughs> standard of dominion. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so basically, this this removes that negative of the army not being able to perform an inspire action and allows you to uh, still do it normally. Um, yeah, look, it, it's hard for me being the the offsider. I feel like I'm just the the the, the witty retort at this point because <laughs> I, I don't know the individual um, regiments. So this, I mean, obviously, based on what you've just um, told us, you want to get to tier three. Um, yeah, tier, tier three is where it's split. Like you want to yeah. get to tier three because holy dooly, um, be able to stack your memory of old. I'm assuming. By reading the Varangian Guards example, like that's pretty good. I'd imagine there's quite a few good memories of old in there. There so. is some very tasty memories of old, um, and yeah, so being able it, to stack them is great. Yeah. Now the 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 benefit to that uh, that second bit of the tier three is that you always count as inspired for clash, so you don't actually have to perform the inspire action. Um, you just count as inspired when you perform a clash action um and that's just it's it's super powerful um bear in mind the regiments do have for the most part a very low end clash value because good. of this reason good <laughs> i'm glad no look and it's basically it means tier three becomes even more obviously it's a part of your game plan because you have to build into it that's what the army is structured yep. around and you know so basically not only are you getting um your memory of all twice, but you're getting plus one clash. Think of yep. it as just a basic plus one clash exactly. uh, buff because you're getting that inspired. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear more. 
Yep. And the, the big thing to take into account with this as well, if people are like, oh, wow, that seems insane, is like you've still had to lose 16 stands, sorry, yeah, 16 stands of your army to hit this point. Um, to, to gain, or, sorry, to gain the 16 tokens, which there are a couple other ways of getting tokens, but you still need to have gotten to 16 tokens to get this ability. Reese, you know how my brain works by now. Can you just <laughs> break ranks and, and tell me, hmm. is there a light regiment in this army that is sub 100 points? No. Thank you. There is nothing in this army that's not a character that's below 100 points. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. that, just, that just helps me okay move yep. on. <laughs> that, you're right you're right uh so now the uh as we mentioned before in the empowerment part the uh the heliarch and the strateos have give you access with their supremacy ability to a tier four bonus for this power pool um the tier four bonus is in addition to the tier three benefits so the memories of old twice and the always inspired uh all regiments in the army gain the benefit of terrifying plus one so your whole army now becomes terrifying too. Any, mm. In addition, any enemy regiment engaged with a friendly regiment with the animate vessel special rule suffers one additional wound for each failed resolve of a six. So to, to put this in an easy way, it's deadly for morale. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's, look, it's obviously a, a snowball mechanic. Um, but as you well pointed out, it is a, you have to lose a lot of stands and the stands that you lose, which you've just informed me are not cheap stands. No, they are not. The, uh, when, when Parabellum first advertised this army as an elite undead army, they weren't kidding. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, it's, it's, it like, again, and, and this is the beauty of it because I'm coming in completely fresh. I don't know anything. Um, for me, my initial thoughts are tactically, I really want to see how this plays out on an objective game because mm -hmm. if i've wiped you over here say on the right flank to build up your stand token so you hit tier three mm -hmm. i've got that flank yep you then have to have you know will the additional power of tier three then be enough for you to move do you have the movement tools in order to get either to retank that flank or to then power up your other flank to sweep across. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a big part of the army is like you, you need to lose to gain as you play the old dominion. Uh, and it, it, it definitely becomes a, a heavy resource management where the resource is your actual army. Yeah, that does sound, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it just like the Woodrun. I mean, Woodrun was, was very resource, uh, very resource management heavy and still is. Mm. Um, this is in a different way, um, but I, I think it's—I actually think it's—it's—it's it's, it's not actually all that hard, really, because no. you, lo you lose. Say you, you know a minimum regiment is, is three stands. Yep. Uh, something wipes your minimum regiment. Oh, okay, I've got three points. Here you are. Yep. In the power it's, token. It, it, it definitely makes um makes losing stands a little bit you know more exciting than you normally would imagine. Yeah. Uh, because you're going, oh, I get to put a token in, um, and I I might get extra bonuses. You're, you're, you know, um, you, yeah. you activate and, and you wipe them and you'll go, yeah, and your opponent goes, yeah, and you're like, something hasn't computed here. I'm scared of you because I'm, hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so the the way that the, 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 the Dark Power Pool especially works is as you lose your army, the rest of the army's getting power 
as it absorbs that essence of Haslia to yeah. make it so that you've still got a leg in the game. Um, oh, the concept and, is so good. Mate, the Parabellum have done an absolute bang-up job making the law fit the rules, and I just drooled over this army document when I started testing it because... I, I mean, you know me, mate. I didn't really have an interest in Old Dominion. I was like, okay, cool. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a couple of them, do a demo for Supazar. And now I'm just sitting here, like, mathing out lists. I've, I'm just like, this is amazing. I could do this, and I could do this. And if this happens, I can do this. And oh, it's just that there's so much freedom in, the, in the, the, the faction building, and I absolutely love it. Look, I'd call you a hypocrite, and I will. But <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, um, I would also be one, because when we drew and dropped, I said... Look, I've played plenty of books. I'm not. Why I'm would not I play more? <laughs> Why would I play more? I want to, I want something else. And then I said, mm, I can't keep away from their orky goodness. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, that's, um, yeah. Two nerds here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly two, it. two nerds. But yeah, so that, that guys, is the dark power pool. So um, for the most part, it's a very generic pool. Um, it, it, it benefits your whole army. Um, the, uh, the, and that'll be the one you're using when the faction comes out because of the regiments and the characters that'll be available. Now, the Fallen Pantheon on the other side, which is the other empowerment pool you can use, is where things get really weird, wacky, and wonderful. Um, now, the Fallen Pantheon is entirely uh, revolving around a single character, um, which also happens to be a monster. And we'll get to him a little bit later. Um, but it's called the Fallen Divinity. <laughs> Um, now, the the Fallen Pantheon, when you hit Tier 2, the Fallen Divinity now uses its Tier 2 characteristic profile instead of its Tier 1. Furthermore, it gains any special rules in additions to the one it had at Tier 1, and when Tier 2 is reached, you update the Fallen Divinity's profile to its Tier 2 profile, retaining any wounds that it's taken, and then you heal it for 4 wounds. In addition, the range of the Font of Dark Power special rule is extended to 14 inches, and any friendly regiment with the majority of its stands within that 14 inches of the Fallen Divinity receives the Fury 1 draw event. Now, there's a few things in there we need to quickly discuss. Um, like I said, we will talk about the, uh, the Fallen Divinity very, very soon, and it'll make a lot more sense. But the really important things to note there is that the Fallen Divinity has more than one characteristic profile. And as you gain these tokens, it gets good. Yeah, yeah, it gets cranky. Yeah, I've already it, fallen it, once. I don't yeah. want to fall again. Exactly. It's, it's literally a god locked in a statue. It's not yeah. a fan of where it is, so it's absorbing all of the essence around it and making itself better. Yeah. Um, so, sorry to break game codes, but until no, you tell me different, I'm just imagining Archeon on the table. <laughs> to be brutally honest with you, um, that's in my head. That's that's the image of God, um, and everything you say will be infused by that image. <laughs> no, that's fair, mate. That's fair. Um, but yeah, the second part is basically there's an aura of 14 inches around the monster stand that'll give everybody Fury One if they if they have the majority of their regiment within that 14 inches. Now. When we hit Tier 3 for Fallen Pantheon, the Fallen Divinity now uses its Tier 3 characteristic profile. In addition, it gains any special rules that it had in Tier 1 and in Tier 2, and when Tier 3 is reached, you update its profile to Tier 3, 
retaining any number of wounds it suffered, and then you heal it for six wounds. Furthermore, mm. any other friendly regiment with the majority of their stands within 14 inches of the Fallen Divinity receive the Fury 3 draw event and the Dauntless special rule. Uh, Dauntless, for anybody who doesn't know, means you cannot be broken and you always count as inspired. And when a and the, the final bit of this ability is when a friendly regiment completes their activation within 14 inches of the fallen divinity, that regiment suffers four wounds. Oh, it, it's just there's just so much text. There's so much. There's so many <laughs> concepts. There's so many wounds. There's so many um, tears. I think there, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Why don't why don't we just part fallen for now? And then bring it up. I think when we have more context as to what the Fallen Pantheon is and what this character is. Oh, hundred percent. It yeah, it's when when we're explaining the Fallen Divinity in a sec, we'll come back and we'll reference the Fallen Pantheon because it'll make a lot more sense yeah. when you can yeah. hear it side by side. Yeah, I think so. Um, mate, let's let's quickly hit supremacy abilities, and then we're going into the characters from there. So, the uh, supremacy abilities are uh, for the Heliarch is Obdurate Bone and Stone. The army may reach the tier 4 Dark Power Empowerment tier, as described in the Empowerment section of the rules. This supremacy ability is always considered to be active. So that line is basically just saying, you can hit tier 4 with the Heliarch as your Warlord, and it's always on, because otherwise it would make no sense. Uh, in addition, once mm -hmm. per game, a Heliarch may activate this supremacy ability, allowing all regiments in their warband to perform a free clash action during their activation this round. This supremacy ability effectively allows a regiment to perform a clash action twice this round. That's so gross. It's, uh, it's very powerful. Um, there's a reason why the Heliarch's warband is what it is, because of this supremacy ability. <laughs> mm, see, I don't know what it is, so... But we'll uh, get there very, very soon, right, so. right now, I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so bear in mind, that is once per game, So, and it's only going to be four regiments that can do it at maximum. Um, so there is some you know, limiting game. factors. So it's in the supremacy phase, Yep. because it's a supremacy ability, so... Yep. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so basically, you know, in the supremacy phase of a, of a round, you go, I'm going to activate this, and the four regiments in his warband can then clash twice that round. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's supposing they're actually able to get into combat, yeah. not ki not killed beforehand, or have something worthwhile. So yeah. there there is some balancing factors. It all it all works out. It all works out. Um, all right. So then we have the Stratheos uh, with the glimmers of a golden age. Um, the army may reach the tier 4 Dark Power Empowerment tier, as described in the Empowerment Rules. Uh, once the Dark Power Empowerment tier reaches tier 3, all regiments in the army gain the Flawless Drills special rule. This supremacy is always considered to be active. So for anybody who doesn't know, Flawless Drills means that once per game, a regiment is able to perform a free reform action during its activation. Um, a Stratheos is basically the the grand commander of an army. So he, you know, when your your dark power pool hits tier three, he goes, "Hey, everybody, get your axe together, shuffle up, let's get this sorted, be where you need to be." Yeah, 
Yeah, and I imagine the Stratios probably has a better warband makeup because that's right now the power level of the first one is far outstrips the second. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, so... well, we haven't we haven't even we haven't even finished the Stratios's one yet because he has in addition. Oh, once... the in addition guys back. Okay, the, the, the in addition guys back. So in addition, <laughs> once per game, a Stratios may activate the supremacy ability. All regiments and character stands in the army count the current empowerment tier as one tier higher until the end of the round. This yeah. active supremacy only provides affected regiments um, with the flawless drills special rule should they already have reached tier three. So you can't be in tier two to then reach tier three with the supremacy to get flawless drills. You have to be in tier three, basically. Yeah. Um, Still good. Really, really good. Actually, yeah. that's, that's, that's really, really um, flexible. Yeah, it's it's like you can use it early game to get all of for one round all of your memories in our draw events, or you could use it mid game to make it so you can double tap your memories, or you can use it late game to hit so everybody's terrifying too. Like there's 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 actually a really good sort of spread of um like points of call of using the effect. Mm. 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 Alright. We have the Archimandrite next. So his is the scholar of the profane. Each time this character stands act character stand activates they gain one free additional spellcasting action. The character stand may not attempt to cast the same spell twice during a single activation. In addition, once per game, the Archimandrite may activate the Supremacy ability to reroll any number of dice when performing spellcasting actions this round. Cool. Really cool. We have Elemental Croissant. Elemental Croissant all over again, this time in undead form. In undead form, and it's profane. I love it. I am in love with this. I I, <laughs> I think that um, sorcerers will be feeling a little bit hard done by when it comes to the in-addition guy. Um, yeah, the, the in-addition guy is definitely, really uh, he's definitely a good bloke. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, the re-roll any number of dice when performing a spellcasting action is great, especially when you can cast two spells. Exactly. So you're, you're basically re-rolling your spells that turn for two of them, which is, yep. um, you know, I mean, so good. It's Great. very, very good. All right. <laughs> now we have the Fallen Divinities uh, Supremacy ability next. So, Surrounded by Fear and Dead Men, which for anybody who doesn't know is actually a quote from Darth Vader in one of the comics. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty glorious. So, a Fallen Divinity must always be the Warlord. A Fallen Divinity is considered to be a regiment by itself, in addition uh, of it also being a character stand, and therefore uses all the relevant regiment rules as if it was a monster regiment. A Fallen Divinity activates as if it was a regiment, performs two actions per activation, and has access to all out-of-combat and in-combat actions a regiment has. In addition, a Fallen Divinity may also use the dual action, and may never refuse a duel from an enemy character. However, the Fallen Divinity is not affected by the effects of the Dark Power Pool. The Fallen Divinity may not join any other regiment, and does not need to include a monster regiment in its warband to enter the battlefield. The Fallen Divinity does not need to include any other regiments in its warband. If a rule affects any regiments in the Fallen Divinity's warband, and there are no regiments in its warband, then it would also affect the Fallen Divinity. It's basically just a lot of bookkeeping to explain how a monster character works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically, like, to sum up these three paragraphs, it's the Fallen Divinity is a character, 
but and a monster. it's also its own regiment. So yeah. it, it it takes up its own character slot on the army builder, but it can, unlike anything else, it can come in on its own. It doesn't need anything to yeah. babysit it. Yeah, it um, doesn't need any regiments in its warband at all. You can literally yeah. just tack a fallen divinity on and boom, tack it's it on the end. Order, it does all the things. Exactly, and it can it can can do all the stuff: move, charge, blah blah blah. Also, could duel. Can't you know? It, essentially, it's a, it's a character and a regiment. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, it's it's just, it's everything has to be covered to explain something that's never happened before. So it looks like a lot of text, but the the simple way is like Monty just said. It's like it's explaining how it's a character and a monster and how it works on the table. Huzzah! Yep. Is it all? Is it light, medium, or heavy? It is a light monster. Oh, okay, lovely. <laughs> all right, now we're finally into the characters. So, mm-hmm. starting off, we have the Hiliarch, uh, you know, the, the man who can perform uh, a double clash action for his warband. Mm. So, the Heliarch, the Heliarch is a medium infantry character. He's 70 points base. He has a march of five, a volley of one, a clash of two. He has five attacks. Six wounds, no resolve, defense of three, and an evasion of one. He has the special rules character, animate vessel, and the cleave one. Uh, and he is able to take two treasures, which are the relics available for a um, old Dominion character. His retinue, he is available to combat. He is restricted to tactical. He cannot take arcane. And for the Dark Blessings, which are the masteries for the Old Dominion, um, he can take from the Tactical and Combat sections. And his Warband for Mainstay, he can take the Praetorian Guard and the Legionnaires. And for Restricted, he can take the Varangian Guard and the Athanity. Cool. He looks good. He's a bit of a beat stick. Um... He's basically, he's he's your generic combat character. Yeah. He sort of, he, he very, very reminds me a lot of the High Clan Executor. Yeah, he's basically him on the nose, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah so that's that's the Heliarch. Um, so yeah, he's, he's got he's, six wounds except instead of four with no resolve. So yeah, he, he's matter. a he's a he's a tanky boy. He's a tanky yeah. boy. And and the the reason and that's that's a, a theme that'll come across with a lot of the fallen uh, sorry the old Dominion characters is they are quite tough. Um, it's because a lot of the army sort of hinges on the characters still being alive. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, uh, and like we were talking about before with his obdurate stone and bone um, supremacy, where, you know, his warband's able to attack twice. His warband's quite limited. He can take Praetorian Guard and Legionnaires, um, and he can take Varangian Guard and Athanity. That's it. Like, that's that's his, his options that he has. Are any um, of those for uh, Slappy? Um, the Athanity and the Varangian Guards are combat, and the Legionnaires and the Praetorian are more defensive. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. His, re- his restricted options do do the choppy chop. Okay. Lovely. All right. Moving on, we have the Stratheos. So Stratheos is a medium infantry character. Uh, he is 60 points, or you can run him as a cavalry character for 90 points. Mm. Um, he is a march of... So the only difference really is his march value, which is five and then eight for infantry and cavalry, respectively. His volley is one. His clash is three. He's got four attacks. He's got five wounds as an infantry character and six wounds as a cavalry character. He has a resolve of nothing. He has a defense of three and an evasion of one. He has the special rules character, animate vessel, and shield when he's an infantry character. 
and he has the special rules character animate vessel shield brutal impact 2 mm. if he's a mounted character uh he can take up to two treasures as well so two relics uh he is available for the tactical and combat retinues he cannot take arcane and he can take a tactical and combat dark blessing and his warband is for mainstay. He can take the Athanati, the Legionnaires, and the Centaur Prodromi. And for Restricted, he can take the Cataphracti and the Praetorian Guard. Beautiful. He is your... He's sort of like a utility character that also sort of doubles as a combat character as well. He's kind of like the Jarl for the Nords, right? Where you can build him one of two ways. Yeah, I, w- I would have thought he's the exact um, exact uh, Noble Lord. Like the Noble Lord on foot, Noble Lord on cav. Then I have a lot of Cav Gaze Brutal Impact 2. He's sort yep. of a, um, a quintessential Mate, level lord. I, I wish I knew more about Hundred Kingdoms. Hey, these uh, I, I would start making these incredibly intelligent um, uh, sort of references. But you know, here's me, just a Nord player at heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, and look, I think I think they're based on what I've seen so far. I think there are some similarities between, uh, you know, these this old Dominion. You know, there are they are undead. Obviously, they're they're very different to the Hundred Kingdoms, but I think there's some lovely sort of cross references and themes that come across that are very quite thematic. And uh, it's kind of cool. Exactly. All right. Now, next character, we have a character called the Hierodeacon. He is a light infantry character. He is eighty points. He has a march value of five, a volley and clash of one. He has three attacks. He has four wounds. He has no resolve. He's a defense of one and an evasion of two. And mm. he has the he has the character animate vessel priest five and devout special rules. And he has a special ability, which is basically he cannot be your warlord. Mm. Um, he is uh, law wise. He is basically um, like a vizier of the fallen pantheon. Uh, he just he's just there to like you know pom pom cheerlead the fallen divinity to victory. Without, without knowing anything about this guy, please tell me he has some, some kind of Old Dominion-themed fire spell. So every single time you cast it, you can shout, Hadouken! Uh, yes, he does, actually. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely does. Now, he has a, he has his own drawer event. So this is a brand-new drawer event, and it's specific to the Hierodeacon's sheet. Um, it's called Dark Shepherd. So... This character stand may select a friendly regiment within 12 inches and immediately destroy one of its stands. In order to do so, you deal wounds to the regiment equal to the wounds remaining on the most wounded stand, following usual wound allocation rules. These wounds do not trigger morale tests and may not target a character stand within the regiment. The destroyed stand proceeds to generate a dark power token as per normal, this draw event can only be activated once per round. Once a character stand uses the draw event, no other character stand may perform the draw event until the end of round. Um, okay. To sort of crush that down into a very, you know, easy appetizer-sized dish, uh, you can blow up one of your own stands to get a token. <laughs> I, um, yeah, yeah, um, interesting. I would have thought it would be you blow up one of your stands and gain an additional token or something like that. 
Well, because, um, so basically you're blowing it up to get the token that it would give you anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's a way of speeding up the token process. Mm. You know, if, you, if it's, it's something you can do in the first two turns when you're, your opponent might not be anywhere near each other, right? Mm. Um, you know, you go, hey, I really want to get started on this token generation thing. Blam! Blow the dude up, he's done. Yeah. You, know, you have served your purpose. Yep. Jimmy Jimmy didn't pay, pay his taxes and he's out, like uh, that sort of thing. Um, now, the Hyra Deacon does have two spells, and it does know both of them for free, so they are included within its points cost. Um, it is able to take a single treasure uh, at its points cost. For its retinues, it is restricted to tactical. It has uh, arcane available, and it's not able to take combat. And it can take from the arcane dark blessings. For its mm. warband, it has mainstay legionnaires, cultists, and centaur ketakis. And for restricted, it can take canaphores, kayatids, ucephali, centaur prodromi, and hassassin. I am just imagining you spending about 30 minutes before we aired this, um, just sitting in a little dark room, practicing all of these names. <laughs> May I've been playtesting this army for a while now. I just have them all <laughs> burnt into my brain. And kudos to Leandros as well, because every time I've spoken to him about this army, I get a lesson in the Greek language, and it's been so much fun um, learning how things are meant to be pronounced, why they're pronounced like that. It's like it's like going back to school all over again, and it's glorious. Um, now, the uh, important thing that I'll quickly touch on here with the Hierodeacon is his two spells. So he has a spell called Dark Supplication, and he has a spell called Black Flame Coruscation. So Dark Supplication is a self-targeted spell with an attunement value of two. So only ones and twos succeed. Uh, if you do succeed on casting Dark Supplication, you may place one token in either the Dark Power or Fallen Pantheon Empowerment Pool. Mm, nice. So nice. he can he Simple. can spell cast and give you a token. Nice and easy. Um, lead a dude, give a token. Spell cast, give a token. I love it. Exactly. He, 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 he is a very good way of building up your tokens to get into your power levels from the empowerment too. Um, now, his other spell is called Black Flame Coruscation. It's a 12-inch range with an attunement value of 3. Um, it inflicts one hit per success. And in addition... It inflicts an, uh, an additional plus X hits, where X is the empowerment tier of the dark power pool. So yeah. if you're at, if you're at tier two, it's two hits. If you're at tier three, it's three hits. If you're at tier four, it's four hits. Um, so it'll be you know he's a priest five. So you know he's he's basically anywhere from six, uh, and that's you know maxing out all of his you know five dice from priest alone. Uh, he's six six hits at tier one. All the way up to... Oh, hang on. Math's going to fail me, isn't it? Nine hits? Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, at um, tier four. So no, eight. I can't do math. Are you sure? No, I feel like nine. it is nine. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, move on. Move on before we're both exposed. Before, yeah, before, before anybody thinks we can't do basic mathematics, let's go. Um, okay, so that's that's the Hyra Deacon. Um, he's, a, he's basically your support um, character for the most part. He's there to help you get your tokens... Uh, whether it be from his draw event or his spell. Um, he can do some decent damage with Black Flame Coruscation, and he has a really good option for his mainstays and restricted, because a lot of, like, basically all of his restricted options, um, minus what, the Assassin and the Prodromi, um, are, they're, they're Fallen Pantheon stuff. So they're going to be, like, cool statue demon model things. It's going to be 
brilliant. Um, now we've got the Archimandrite next. So he's a medium infantry uh, character. He's 70 points base. He has a march value of five, a clash and volley of one. He has two attacks, five wounds, no resolve. He has a defense of one and an evasion of two. He has the character, animate vessel, priest six, and devout special rules. And he can take up to two dark blessings, so they're masteries, and can take one treasure. He also um, can take up to, f he's got four spells, and he basically picks any of the spells he wants, uh, you know, just throw points at him until you're, you're done choosing him. Um, and I'll run through them very, very quickly in a sec. Um, his retinue options, he can take uh, tactical as restricted. Arcane is fully available. He cannot take the combat retinue, and he can only take Dark Blessings from the Arcane um, level. His uh, Warband options for Mainstay, he can take Legionnaires, Cultists, and Carries. And for his Restricted, he can take the Profane Sepulchre, the Mori, the Bone Golems, and the Praetorian Guard. Mm. Mm. He is basically your Tempered Sorcerer equivalent from the Dweg Home. Yeah. I wonder, because up until this point, Priest and Wizard haven't really had any rules interaction which was distinguish them, really. Mm. Other than the um, oh, the Null Mage, which I believe only works on Wizards. It only works on Wizards, yeah. So which, and that's is... the only thing that's yeah. different. I wonder if they're going to split more in the future between the two and have different counter checks and balances depending on whether you're a Priest or a Wizard. I wouldn't be surprised because it feels like it's gearing up to that with um having you know the like more and more um different options from the two different special rules. Yeah, it does. It does feel that the way they're going, and and I would encourage such a undertaking. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, going through the Archimandrite spells very quickly, he can take Unholy Baptism, which is a fourteen-inch attunement three scaling spell for fifteen points. The target enemy regiment suffers one hit for each success. These hits have the armor-piercing one special rule. Mm. He can take the Blasphemous Power sp uh, spell for 15 points, which is a 12-inch Attunement 3 scaling spell, which is a target-friendly regiment counts as if it's under the effect of one Dark Power pool tier higher than it is. Mm. This spell may not grant the tier 4 bonus unless the Strateos or Hiliarch is your Warlord. If the regiment is already under the effects of the highest possible tier, so whether it be tier 3 or tier 4 if you have those specific warlords, then the regiment gains the flurry and decay to special rules. Yeah, cool. I like it. Yeah, it's really a cool, cool little utility spell. It's nice It's nice and chill. It nice does some work. Up. Yeah, exactly. Does um, that... Will that stack with mm. the supremacy ability of the uh, Stratios? Sorry. I ooh, that's a very good question, sir. I would say yes, but I will get it in writing if I can. Because the um, Stratios goes for this turn one one step higher, yep. and then Archimandrite goes you there one step higher again. So yep. you've got. I would I would say it would work like that because this is only targeting one regiment. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean it would. I would be quite upset if it didn't. Yeah, I, I actually quite like that combination. It's like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna Stratheos to Tier 4, and then the Blasphemous Power to Tier 
four point five um, and get the two extra special rules. <laughs> I, I'm more thinking early game, early game, big beef up. I'm more yeah. thinking, okay, I, like I, twos I, to I've threes got, and threes to fours, it, or even just I'm on tier one and I've got no rights to go up to tier two, or even I'm on tier one because my opponent's being cagey. And then going, bam, 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 tier three, here we come. <laughs> yeah, that'd be absolutely terrifying, actually, and I love it. All right. Uh, he can take Hazlia's Touch, which is a 25-point spell, which is 12-inch range and an attunement of three. Uh, the target-friendly regiment heals one plus X wounds, where X is the current tier of the dark power pool. So basically, you can heal anywhere from two to five wounds on a regiment within 12 inches. Lovely. Yep, nice and simple. Uh, and then we have his final spell, which is Dark Immolation. This is a 20-point spell. It has an 8-inch range with an attunement of 3 and scaling. Target-friendly regiment gains Aura of Death plus X, where X is the current tier of the Dark Power Pool. Mm. Any regiment affected by this spell has its Aura of Death X special rule limited to a maximum of Aura of Death 5, this effect lasts until the end of the round. Mm, that could be very good. Mate, Aura of Death is an incredibly, incredibly tasty bonus. Um, and when you can get, you know, say, for example, you got three stands in contact and all of a sudden that's Aura of Death 5 and all that, baby. That's 15 hits you're, cra uh, you're, you're, you're cranking out with, um, with Aura of Death when the enemy activates. Oh, it's massive. It's a, it's a huge, it's a huge damage. It's, uh, uh, it's glorious. Truly, truly glorious. It's, um, yeah, and it's something that will have to be balanced very aggressively. Yeah, and that's, playtesting has been a yo-yo with Aura of Death to get it to the point where it doesn't feel oppressive, it doesn't feel weak. It's like this, this like really nice middle ground when you hit the uh, Aura of Death 5, and it just feels, you know, chef's kiss. Um, when you when you can pull it off, um, and bear in mind, like uh, across this army to get to that point, it does require a couple of hoops to be jumped through, um, and then you get the most out of it at, at Aura of Death Five. So I'm uh, I'm keen to see what people can do. Now, Absolutely. in terms of jumping through hoops, you know my my um, my viewpoint. I think power. If if power is fine in and of itself, as long as you have to genuinely work for it and jump through hoops and not have it happen all the time, if your opponent can outplay it, power is only a problem if it's constant, if it's there, if it's easy to get, and and a you know a, a non-issue because then it becomes okay. Well, this this has to be on all the time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's um it's it's definitely balanced out to a point where it doesn't feel like you're just getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> yeah good i mean and if it's hard to do heaps of aura of death is absolutely fine because i can if it's hard for you to do i can understand it i can work around it and i can actually build up to stopping you doing it yep and and bear in mind with aura of death as well right it happens when your regiment in contact with aura of death activates so if you just you know delay that regiment's activation a lot of these aura of death effects will probably run out before um, you do anything, and then they either have to spend the time putting all the bonuses back on, or they just lose them if they don't. 
and then they just sort of sit there and scratch their head a little bit going but i was meant to do all this damage <laughs> but mate, we've left we've, um, we've left the the piece de resistance until the end which is the fallen divinity itself do we is the fallen divinity being released wave one i don't think so it's not wave one no um we haven't got an exact date for it yet i wouldn't be surprised if it's a 2022 release yeah. but i would i would ex i would expect if it is it'll be the very end of 2022 that we see the fallen divinity in all of its glory mm. Mm. do we want to spend a long time on it now or do we want to i'm gonna run through it just because it's sort of integral to the fallen pantheon pool yeah sure um and then but obviously like yeah when the full army rules pdf is available to everybody we'll do like a proper proper sit down because we're going to have to go through so much stuff <laughs> i'm going to need three genders for that yep exactly now the fallen divinity is a light monster it is 300 points now it has three characteristic profiles one for tier one one for tier two and one for tier three um and these are linked to the fallen pantheon empowerment pool now at tier one which is where it'll start the game it has a four inch march it has a volley and clash of two. It has six attacks. It has 10 wounds. It has no resolve. It has a defense of two and an evasion of three. Now, the special rules it has at this level are character, animate vessel, blessed, flank, tenacious, cleave one, and the font of dark power. And that's just, that's just how it starts the game. Mm. Mm. Um, now, uh, the, so flank means it's basically, it's guaranteed turn one because it's a light monster with flank. It's, it's always on the board. Now that comes into sort of a hand holding, uh, situation with the font of dark power special rule. So the way that special rule works is any dark power token generated when a stand dies within 10 inches of the fallen divinity must go to the fallen pantheon because the fallen divinity absorbs it into itself. Um, when we hit then when we then hit tier two, that 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 range goes from ten to fourteen, as is mentioned in the uh, fallen pantheon empowerment pool. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'll get my <laughs> thoughts at the end. Yep, that's fine. Now, when we hit tier two, we go to a march of six, a clash and volley of three, eight attacks, twelve wounds. With no resolve, a defense of three, and an evasion of two. So you can see the defense is going up and the evasion is going down as we become more real, more solid. Mm. Um, the mm. special rules it gains in addition are unstoppable, cleave plus one, hardened plus one, terrifying plus two, and the throwing weapons special rules. Mm. So basically, it now is able to reroll charges. It's at cleave two, terrifying three, and because uh, does the impact hits with throwing weapons, as well as has hardened one, so ignores that point of armor piercing, brutal impact, or uh, cleave, and ignores a wound altogether with tenacious. It is very, very. Sorry, I'll <laughs> I'll leave my comments to the end. That's right. We've got what we got one more thing to cover, and then you're good to go. So, tier three. Its march becomes eight. It has a clash and volley of four. It has 12 attacks, 15 wounds, 
a resolve of nothing, a defense of four, and an evasion of one, and it picks up brutal impact three, cleave plus one, and terrifying plus one, meaning that it's now cleave three, terrifying four, brutal impact three, throwing weapons hardened, tenacious, unstoppable, flank, all that nonsense. And and that's that that's its profile. <laughs> All right, Ta- tag me in. Tag me uh, in. You're, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a moment to breathe anyway, mate. So go for it. I think this guy is equal parts amazing and a massive liability. Hundred percent. I think this guy is. Easy to deal with, to be brutally honest. Knowing nothing, and, and of course I could be completely wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and quite often I am. Um, but I think it could be quite easy to deal with if you have the tools. Yeah. Um, I already can see, and, and, you know, as the game becomes more established and, and more people get into it, um, you know, metas will, will form more robust metas. And I can see this guy changing how people play the game if he's everywhere. Yeah, he's um, he can be dealt with. Um, I know that everything I just said is absolutely mind-blowing for people that are either familiar with the game or not familiar with the game. Like, there is so much going on with this character. Um, but you can deal with him. So bear in mind, at the start of the game, he's 10 wounds, he's a 4-inch march, and he has an evasion of 3 and a defensive 2. Like, he can be dealt with. Bear in mind, though, your opponent's probably not going to want to serve him to you until he's powered up. Um, at that point, he can become really, really scary. Um, but because he is 300 points base, he's a lot of your army in one model. Um, and and that's that, that's that's more or less the balancing point. It's like you, you spend all these points on him. He's the integral part of your empowerment pool because you're, you're utilizing Fallen Pantheon if you're using a Fallen Divinity. Um, and if he does die before he can cause a great deal of impact then you might be a little bit skewed he's not he's not so much of the core part of the army at that point but he is like a really like key component of it mm, mm. oh absolutely i think that the reason he's an he is a pliability is because because of the font of the dark power rule um, he's directly retracting from the power of the of, of gathering tokens in a normal way. Yep. So if you keep him in range of your other dudes as they lose stands, they're not going to power up. Obviously, they will. They they can power up with some of the some of the effects from his. You know, they get fury. Yeah, they'll get like fury, uh, fury one, and then fury three and dauntless. Yeah, I mean, and that's good, but. They're not going to get their own sort of powered up memories and 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 all that jazz that mm. we already talked about. Um, and I think time will tell as to whether or not this guy could be taken out with precision. Um, you know, put it this way: Can you deal with an ice yacht now? Yes, you'll deal with this one. Hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It. You've you've put it perfectly there, mate. Now. To round out the Fallen Divinity sheet, um, he can take up to three of the Dark Blessings, so three Masteries, and he can never take a treasure. So um, the Old Dominion do have access to Long Lineage as a Mastery. 
Um, even if you take Long Lineage, the Fallen Divinity can't take a Relic. And that's because he's giant god statue man. He doesn't need silly human relics. He has his own. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. If you get this guy to Tier 3, he is boom-busting his way through whatever you put Dude, in Dude, he's, he's Cleave 3, Terrifying 4. Yeah, yeah. It is insane yeah. now um he can take from the tactical and combat dark blessings and his uh warband is uh for mainstay he can take the bucephaly and the centaur kerakis and for restricted he can take canaphores and kayatids um yeah that's and that's all the characters for, for old dominion guys now um we know for a fact that four of them which are everything bar the fallen divinity are releasing uh in the first two months of the old dominion launch window um, the mm -hmm. very first wave is the Hiliac and the Archimandrite. Uh, the single-player starter box is an Archimandrite. Uh, and then in the second uh, release um, month is the Strateos and the uh, Hierodeacon. Yeah, I love that. Though. I, I, I love that all the characters come out. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really good thing that's happened with um with like the the Wadron release as well. Like all we're missing is the is the chieftain, um, and everything else released. Whereas you look you look back into like the Nords release, it's like you had the Blooded and the Jarl, and that was it. It just makes for such a more such a a balanced initial army. You can do a lot more with it, especially if you've got the sort of bulk of your simple troops being mainstay for most of them. Yep. Um, which it sounds like they are. Yeah, hundred um, percent they are. Yeah. Then you can just mix and match to your heart's content. You can sort of play it a different way. You can you can use your limited pool of models uh, until the force widens in 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 varied ways, which I think is the is the bare minimum now. I think that's the standard parabellum of set. I think if they release armies in the future and they ha they don't add variety to a limited pool, then that's when um, you know I. I would think that's a missed opportunity because it just it's so good for new players in the faction. Yeah, it's it's just great having so many different options to start with. Mm. Mm. Um, now for the uh, wave one, and uh, I'm going to include those first two months as just wave one because it's easier for for me to to say every time I do it. Um, we have a few different kits releasing. So there's two dual kits, one of which is the Legionnaires and the Praetorian Guard, and the other one is the Carries and the Mori. Um, both of those come in the single player starter box. You get two of each, so two Legionnaires Praetorian, two Carries Mori, and an Archimandrite. Um, otherwise, they're two dual kits. In the following month, when the Stateos and the Hierodeacon release, is also the Cataphracti, which are the cavalry. Um, so those are ones we're going to go over to start with. And we also know the Bone Golems are coming um, later this year as well. They were originally slated to be part of that second block, um, but they swapped. Uh, Parabellum swapped in the Cataphracti because cavalry is just really cool, guys, to be 100% honest. Yeah. Like, the Bone Golems are going to be super amazing. Uh, anybody who knows, uh, I'm sure people do, but 40k, why am I 40k? They just look like crazy undead dreadnoughts, and that's just like such a great like aesthetic for the Bone Golems. Um, but we will go over those as well because we do know that they're coming out. So we're going to go over these, these first block plus bone golems um <laughs> yeah and the cataphracti as well i think i think they're the ones that just hit me so quickly when i saw some of the release models 
yeah. um, or some of the you know pictures of the models because they are beautiful. They reminded me so much of oh, what was it? What do they remind me of? Um, I can't even remember it. Like an old, <laughs> like a like a a heavy Byzantine cavalry, mm. um, you know, from like almost um, you know Crusade age. Yep. Um, it's super, super. They're super cool, but also oh, undead. Yeah, the, the the models are absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm really interested to put them on the table um, for two reasons. One, because the models are amazing, and two, the rules are actually really, really nice for them as well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, so let's start from the top, right? We'll start with your basic, basic stuff. So, Legionnaires. Legionnaires are a medium infantry. They're 120 points, and they're 40 points per extra stand. They have a march value of 5, a volley of 1, a clash of two. They have one attack, one wound, no resolve, one defense, one evasion, and they have the special rules animate vessel, shield, and support one. Now, in addition, their memories of old action gives them the phalanx special rule and support plus one. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, phalanx basically just gives you plus one defense in the front to. Um, Clash, volley, and uh, uh, clash, volley, and impact hits. There we go. I was about to say magic, but I know for a fact it doesn't affect magic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's basically they they're with their memory, their defense three at the front, without it, their defense two at the front, and if you hit them in the flank, their defense one evasion one. Huzzah, problem solved. Mm. Um, mm. Now they have a plethora of um, command upgrades. Uh, one of which, and this is very common amongst a bunch of the infantry, is called an Icon Bearer. Um, this model uh, must always be the last model to ever be removed from the regiment. And when it is, you do receive an additional Dark Power token. Cool. Love it. Yeah, it's great. It's, um, it's basically a dude holding like this, you know, this like relic on a, on a, on a stand for the old Dominion. And when he dies, it's, it's more power. More power to you. Like, so um, their, their cost is 135 realistically yeah uh, and then it's, it's going to double down actually because for me before the icon bearer their base cost is 135 because oh, one, of their <laughs> one of their one of their one of their command upgrades is called the optio uh which for 15 points gives the regiment the vanguard special rule so good so good um yeah it's yeah being able to move them 15 inches the turn they come in 16 if you've got a banner um it's just for me it's a no-brainer yeah, I like I like these guys. I think they for a core infantry regiment, they're fantastic. Yeah, I think they'll be super, super interesting. Um I'm trying to sort of as as you know, I've got such limited knowledge. I'm trying <laughs> to be big brain um and think, you know, extrapolate to the different tiers of power that you get. So you basically get Memory of old times two, so you get support three. You yep. wouldn't double phalanx, so phalanx just would just remain. Yep. So you'd have um, shield and phalanx, so essentially you'd be defense uh, three equivalent yep. uh, from the front, and then you'd have support three clashing yep. on twos if you've charged, or three, sorry, on threes if you've charged, or three or if you're tier three. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Base Clash uh, 2, 3 if you've got any form of the Inspire bonus in the army, yep. Okay. 
and then it's what 120 points okay so they're warriors they're 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 dwarf warriors um yeah yeah i like them i think they'll play and they're they're realistically one of the cheapest regiments you'll see in the faction um they are your chaff although they're still fairly expensive um all things considered i can see that i can see that i can see i can see like spamming five of these Mm. five minimum of these as your essentially your token fodder in it um exactly objective play as well but token fodder and they can do a bit take a bit get a bit die yep love them exactly love them they're my favorite so far one out of one one out of one done uh, they have a few other command upgrades. So instead of the Optio, you could pick a few different other options. Uh, I won't go through them now. Um, the we'll Optio is just... We'll do, a, we'll do a deep dive with three yeah, minutes. There will, there will be a deep dive coming, guys, when everybody has access to the full rules. Um, this is just a quick glaze over of the, the, the release stuff so that everybody can be even more hyped than I imagine you already are. But yeah, so instead of the Optio, they are able to take from one of different options. Um, now, the next regiment is the Praetorian Guard. Um, these guys are a medium infantry. They're 165 points, and they're 55 points per extra stand. They are March 5, Volley 1, Clash 2, 1 attack, 1 wound, no resolve, a defense of 2, and an evasion of 1. Uh, they have the special rules, Animate Vessel and Shield. They have the Memories of Old Ability for Phalanx, and they have the inbuilt draw event of Bastion 1. Oh, these guys are gross. They are. These guys are. <laughs> where the where the legionnaires are kind of like your stabby infantry. These guys are the dudes who make the shield wall. Oh, these guys are amazing. Okay, so people, um, it's it's hard sometimes when you hear it. Uh, when you, it Broke will be it very easy when you read it. Uh, so they 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 have a base defensive two. Uh, they start with shield. So from the front, that's three. Um, they have their own built-in draw event, Bastion 1. So when they draw the card, that becomes 4 from the front. And then when they activate their memory of old ability, uh, that's 5 from the front with Phalanx. Yep, so exactly. five defense 5 from the front, which is by far the most common angle of, of engage. And then you've got a no-resolve stat. So you're basically, uh, yeah, you're not getting rid of these guys. Like They're yep. just hanging around forever. Um, not scoring tokens. Because <laughs> they're never they're dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, they, these guys are your anvil. Like when you're when you need to build an anvil, this is this is where you come. Yeah, defense two base with a shield for defense three, phalanx yeah. for defense four, bastion for defense five. Um, yeah, and then they have um, basically they can't take an optio. Um, like I mentioned before, for the legionnaires, that's specific to legionnaires. Um, but the praetorian guards do have a few other options. They also have that icon bearer. So if you do manage to kill them, you do get the extra token. So I think it's the only only one I've seen so far, two out of two, of course, uh, that I wouldn't take the Icon Bearer on. Because why would you? They're never going to die. <laughs> you just um, save yourself the points, right? Save yourself the points. and Because they're very <laughs> expensive. Like, we, we, we say they're amazing and they're, they're hard to shift, and they absolutely are. They're 180. They're 165 points. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you'd compare these. These remind me of less grindy hold things, to put mm. it into perspective. Yeah, because no, that checks out. They are as defensive as Hold Danes easily, if not more so. Um, Hold Danes do a lot more damage. Yeah. So 
And it's interesting that these guys have no upgrade options for damage. They are, you know, they, they, they are what, they're not pretending to be anything but they're, what they are. They're <laughs> saying, we're going to hold and do nothing back. Exactly. That's what, and that's what they're there for. They're, they're, they're literally the glorified bodyguards of the, uh, of the old Dominion. And my devil's advocate question is, mm-hmm. are they too expensive to perform that role? Um, I don't think so. I think, if anything, they're either pointed perfectly or they might even be a little bit cheap considering they are very tough. Yeah, they're really tough. Well, we'll I, I can't wait to see them in play. But be, so, and, and that's where the balancing point comes in is they are a mainstay for one character and restricted for two others. Um, and I, and that's it. Like they're, they're, So they're mainstay for the uh, Heliarch and then they're restricted for the Sarathios and the um, Archimandrite. Yes, Archimandrite. So they are limited in that sense, uh, and given how defensive they are, I think that's a that's a good way to balance it out. Absolutely. Oh, I'd love to see two or three regiment of these, maybe four stands big. Oh, just be gross. Be gross. Just clogging Mate, up. Why? Why four spot. stands? Why not just Why not just run three stands of seven, or three regiments of seven? Sorry. Oh, let's let's. let's... <laughs> <laughs> whoa there whoa whoa yeah. whoa whoa, uh, whoa, um, whoa 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 yeah calm down calm yeah. down super villain yeah <laughs> well you, you need you need killing power these guys aren't gonna do it so i'm thinking more just reserve you, you've got you've got some some lovely points built into a couple of anvils that you're right are way cheap for what they do uh in that specific capacity and you're just gonna be yeah as long as you can play around that and get some some fast moving speed um damage so good yeah yep, no exactly yep. all right now we move on to my favorite regiment coming out uh, at the start which is the cataphracty so these guys are medium cavalry they're 220 points and 70 points per extra stand mm. they are a march of seven a volley of one a clash of two they have five attacks four wounds no resolve defense of three and an evasion of one they have the special rules of animate vessel Brutal Impact 2 and Shield, making them Defense 4 from the front. And their Memory of Old is Shock and Unstoppable Charge. Oh, these guys are so good. Mate, they are glorious. So basically it means that on the charge, they are Clash 4 because of Shock, and they're making all of their attacks as impacts with Unstoppable Charge. Yeah. Yeah, so these are basically, um, for everyone at home, these are um, Order of the Crimson Tower, essentially. Um, That's basically what, like damage output, almost identical, if not more, because they've got slightly more attacks. So that's essentially what you're mentally comparing them to. Um, And wow, won't they just dominate? it's um they're so good and now this is going to double down and this is by far my favorite thing about them so they have a command upgrade called the heteros um which is 30 points and gives them the overrun special rule now nobody would be overly familiar with overrun because nothing else in the game has it but overrun (laughs) will be familiar with it because it hasn't existed until this very moment (laughs) yeah so overrun is when this regiment declares a charge action against a broken regiment 
or causes the target of their charge action to become broken as a result of their impact attacks, this regiment may perform their impact attacks again. If the enemy regiment is shattered or destroyed by this regiment's impact attacks, this regiment is allowed to perform a charge action as its second action, even if the regiment has already charged this round. These guys are so good. <laughs> Mate, I, I needed a moment when I read that rule the first time, and I needed a moment again when it's like you take into account you're doing, on a minimum unit of cataphracty, you're doing 15 um, Clash 2 impact hits at Brutal Impact 2. And if that's into a broken regiment or you cause them to break, you do it again. And then if they shatter or die, you charge again, which means you get to impact again. Um, and then if you would then break or they were broken, you would do it again. So do we, <laughs> do we have conf confirmation that it's non-self-limiting? So it continues to go... It'll, stop, it'll, stop at the, it'll stop at the second unit because you can only perform a second charge action. And that's that's right. where it stops. So right. if you were if you were somehow able to line up into a broken regiment, destroy it into another one, that's as far as you could go because those are your two actions. So it's it's well, still restricted to your two actions. Okay. So the overrun, hold on. So just because it obviously it defines this unit, so it's, yeah. it's quite important. So say for instance, I'm charging into a perfectly healthy regiment. Mm-hmm. I hit him. I break him with my charge. Yep. I'm doing my charge impacts again because I've broken. Or do they have to be broken before I charge? It's either. So it's if it charges a broken or causes them to break with impact hits specifically. Oh, that's so. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's so easy to do. I mean, I don't think there's anyone here thinking that that's not easy to do. When and and the other the other benefit of this. Of, the, of this is uh, their memory of olds doesn't need to be stacked to get the benefit. They just no. need one hit to get yep. full power. Yep. So you so, can literally you can draw event these guys at tier two and and they hit their their optimum efficiency at that yeah, point. Yeah. Tier two. These guys are maximum on. Um. So that is gonna be um. It's gonna be something. And, there's, uh, and this is also the reason why they're restricted to a single character. <laughs> that's going to be something. And look, you know, it's going to be about... I think they're both going to be really hard to use. Yeah. Because they aren't 220 points. They're two... They're 250. <laughs> they're 250. No, they're 270, because you're not running them without a banner. Ah, uh, yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, good call, good call. So the 270, they should just write this rule in um, and, <laughs> and make them 270 because no one in their right mind is running at 220. Um, but 270 is a lot. You know, it's basically your fallen divinity, isn't it? Basically, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of points for a single regiment with one trick. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. not even – and that's a minimum minimum three. Like, if you're yep. putting four or five in them, that's, that's 400, 450 points. Yep, exactly. But yeah, so that's that's cataphracty, and I am super pumped for cataphracty. Uh, I'm just gonna say it now as a prediction, and I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> I think I think it'll turn into who has the tools to deal with this particular regiment and who doesn't. Yeah. You either have, you either can, um, 
which I'm not going to spell out yet, or you can't. Yeah, and that's fair. Can't. I think you're going to be hurt with this. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it it also depends on how well your opponent can actually play a cataphractor unit, right? Because like, all it takes is one chaff unit in the way that has one dude survive past that overrun, and they can't do anything. Yeah, but I mean, chaff in the way, Matt. If you're talking about chaff in the way, you know, for instance, okay, the the chaff we love is say crossbowmen, ah. men in arms. Um, they're dying to a man to that <laughs> charge, um, without a shadow of a doubt. They're if not to a man, then they're dying to the man from the resolve loss. Yep. Uh, which means that you're charging again into the meat behind the screen. Mm. So it's almost impossible unless you put something super chunky in front. If you get these guys in a position where they charge you, they're hitting what they want to hit. Or, make them, or no. make them charge at bad angles, always another way of playing around it as well. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. we probably have to, when, when they're all out in the wash, we might even do a cataphractai episode. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I, I would be down for that because there's, there's a lot that needs to sort of be looked at for them because there's just, they're, mm, they're but, so good and I'm so yes. keen for them. But yes, very good, very excited, much pump. Yep. All right, now we're going to hit the Bone Golems next. So these guys are a heavy brute. They are 210 points and 70 points per extra stand. They are March 6, Volley 1, Clash 2. Four attacks, six wounds, a resolve of nothing. They have a defense of three, and they have an evasion of zero. Uh, they have the special rules Animate Vessel, Cleave 2, Relentless Blows, Hardened 1, Aura of Death two and unstoppable and their memory of old is aura of death plus one mm, i like these guys i like them a lot mate they are they're just a shining beacon of uh burning flame that can do so much so much good work mate these guys are war bred on steroids <laughs> they're war bred in and of themselves cleave two relentless blows that's a war bred yep. copy hard one with a defense of three so good or of death two with unstoppable. That's what you know. So basically, are uh, like if you love war bread, you love bone golems, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Um, stacking aura of death to four with these guys. Yes. <laughs> with that six wounds. Oh, yep. yum! It's it's yum, really yum, nice. Yum, 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 yum. It's really Finish nice. Also. Yep. <laughs> they um they they're absolute perfection serves on a platter. Um, that's what a bone golem is. That is gonna be. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, it's, they're expensive. So yeah. look, we, we, we sit here and they're, they're going to do a lot of hurt. They're going to take some hurt. Um, you're going to want to hit them and then kill them because if you don't, you'll be hitting aura of death quite significantly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, Although on that's... fitness, I'd rather be hit by bone golems and cataphracti. So look, we're winning so <laughs> <laughs> that's it mate that's it all right now we've got two regiments left to talk about they're the last uh dual kit that's coming out with the first wave which is the carries and the mori so the carries are a light infantry regiment they are 150 points and 50 points per stand they have the uh march value of six a volley of two a clash of one one attack one wound no resolve a defense of one and an evasion of two uh, they have the special rules animate vessel. Uh, they have priest one 
per stand to a maximum of priest 12. They have devout, obscured, and they have barrage 1 at 16 inches with sure shot and strong arm. Uh, they are basically uh, crazy undead ghost boys with spectral javelins that they're throwing at you. Uh, so every, for anybody who's not uh, overly familiar, obscured, um, because it's a, it's a very obscure rule, <laughs> um, means that you are always obscured when someone's firing at you, so they'll always be firing half shots. Um, and sure shot allows you to fire through terrain and other regiments. I don't know whether I think these are amazing or just good. <laughs> um, there are too many special rules my my immediate snap brain can't deal with it now to uh they have a couple of special abilities so one is this regiment can never be joined by a character stand but they do count to the one regiment in a warband cap like an infantry regiment in a warband um they are also able to perform a spell casting action as if they were a character um because mm. otherwise otherwise their priest would mean literally nothing um and that and, seems to be what they're being built around so yeah, exactly and their memories of old is priest plus one so if uh, you uh. did if you did have 12 stands of carries and you memorized you'd be priest 36 <laughs> but it's maximum of priest 12. yeah i know but it's it's still just funny thinking of the math behind funny um thinking of the math so yeah, yeah that's these are really interesting obviously the memories of old ability is is about getting priest plus one and then stacking it twice. Yeah, exactly. So lead us away, Reese boy. What are these spells that? These so they have priests... two spells. They have to they have to take at least one of them. They can take both if they want. They're both fifteen points. So you have a spell called Insanity and a spell called Drain Will. So Insanity both is sound friendly. Yeah, they're they're both they're both really not friendly. Um, so Insanity is twelve inch range. It has an attunement of 3. It inflicts 2 hits per success. Target enemy regiment rolls their defense rolls using their lowest unmodified resolve characteristic instead of their defense uh, value. Wounds do not trigger morale tests, though. Um, should you reach the dark power pool of tier 2, then any wounds caused by this spell cause one additional wound for each unmodified resolve roll of a six. This uh, effect is cumulative when you would hit tier three. And if you do hit tier three, they also cause morale. So you're rolling, you're rolling morale to save. If you hit tier two, any sixes are an extra wound, so deadly. Uh, and this is still all on your resolve. And if you hit tier three, you're doing resolve with deadly with extra resolve afterwards. Right. Okay. Thank you. So, okay. So if anyone else was confused, because I was, um, so they don't cause morale check, but they use with, yeah. your morale stat yep. um, as opposed to the defense stat, the, the lowest unmodified morale stat of the unit. Yep. Um, and... When do they start causing So they morale? only start causing morale on top when you hit tier three. Tier three, okay. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing, two hits per success. Yep. It's non-scaling. Non-scaling. So it's a 50% chance. Um, oh, okay. The math. Oh, the math. <laughs> oh, the math. Okay, these guys are yeah. What's the other What's the other spell? So the other spell is Drain Will, which is a twelve inch 
uh, attunement three scaling spell. Mm. Uh, if you score one to three successes, then you reduce the target enemy regiment's defense by one until the end of the round. Mm -hmm. If you score four or more successes, you also um, make that target enemy regiment suffer an additional hit on any aura of death effect until end of round. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. Just, a little, just a little a little bump. Just a, yeah, little, a little bump. So you can sort of hit someone at a 45 degree that's already in contact with your bone golems and go, ha-ha! Yep. Hey, and it's like, and, and bear in mind, neg one defense means aura of death's getting through a little bit easier. And yeah. then if you're if you're doing, you know, if you've got three bone golems maxed out on their aura at four from their memory, then that's 12 hits. This is just a sneaky extra one. It's just 13 hits at negative one defense because of drain will. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I think these guys are very good. Yeah, they are. They're, they're very, very cool. The fact that they're a light infantry means they can sort of, you know, come on the board early. They've got that ranged shot where they're just firing their, um, their javelins through terrain and regiments to hit things. Um, I mean, they're only, they're still only volley two, right? It's it, And it's one shot each at 16 inches. So um, strong arm means obviously they're still firing full shots. Um, and they've got a leader. So you're looking at 13 shots at 16 inches through terrain, hitting on twos. Threes if they aim. Look, they, and they don't, do, they don't get a free, so the only way they get to do their spell casting action is by foregoing a aim they have action. To, yeah, they have, they have to use one of their two actions to perform a spell casting action. They're not okay. like the Ice Yotnar. The Ice Yotnar gets his for free. These guys okay. have to spend an action to perform a spell cast. Okay, so if they, okay, so best case scenario for these guys, they're in position, they're twelve inches away. Is that the range on insanity? Yeah, that's the range on insanity. Okay, they're twelve inches away. They do their thirteen shots at twelve inches on twos. Mm -hmm. Then they do their buckets of priest dice, <laughs> um, causing a million and one. Yeah, these guys are these these guys have got a mid set anything. Um, it's great. important to know as well that these guys are evasion two with no morale, so they're going to be tankier than you think. Yep. Um, yep. and not die to, a, so they're going to be very much more tanky than other range damage dealers that we've seen so far. Yeah, and that's why a lot of their their sort of like kits been built into that that short to medium range. Um, because yeah. we do, you wouldn't want these things sitting at like 20 to 30 inch range, just going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, these guys are good. I yep. like them. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm also super excited to paint them because anybody who hasn't seen the sculpts, they're basically like a floating rag on a swirl of energy um, holding the spectral javelin. So it's just going to be a great like you know model to actually throw some paint on. Now... Mm. On the flip side of the carries, the same box lets you build the Mori. So the so, Mori are also... Just on the carries, yeah. who can take them? Uh, they are they're not restricted. They're a mainstay to one character, which is the Archimandrite. That's mainstay. Oh, that's... Mm. Yep. Mm. Okay, that's all I'll touch on that one. Thank you. Uh, you're good. Uh, so uh, Mori, right? So Mori are a light infantry. They're 165 points with 65 points extra stand. They are March of 6, Volley of 1, Clash of 2. They have 2 attacks, they have 1 wound, they have no resolve, a defense of 1, and an evasion of 2. 
They have the special rules Animate Vessel, Fluid Formation, Aura of Death 2. They also have the they can't be joined by a character stand um, wording. They also can perform a spell casting action and their memory of old is cleave one and wizard plus one per stand. God. <laughs> you get crazy wizard regiments. Oh, two attacks two attacks each. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't mind me, everyone. I'm just having a having a small moment over here. Um, yeah. uh, and then they so they they must take at least one spell. They've got two to choose from. Um, uh, they're both fifteen points. I will hit them quickly while Monty has his uh his little catch up. Um, so the Mori, uh, one of their spells is called Translocation. It's a self-target with a attunement of three scaling. The regiment immediately performs a six-inch march, ignoring all intervening regiments, character stands, and or terrain. The regiment must be placed in a legal position at the end of this movement to not overlap with any other regiment stands. This effect can be used if the regiment is currently engaged in combat. Whilst performing this move, the regiment may move sideways and or backwards without having to halve its movement. Super. Yeah, it, ba- it, gets to, it gets to BAMF. The regiment gets to BAMF. Yeah, yeah. And unlike another game, you can't move after you translocate. No. Well, I mean, you could because you could teleport as your first action and then move. Um, but it depends on whether you've got... Because if you haven't got your Memories of Old as a draw event yet, you have to memory to become a wizard. You don't have wizard inbuilt like the carries have priest. Um, you actually have to memories to gain any wizard level to use your spells. Right. Okay. Yep. They are... Uh, they can't remember who they are until the memories kick in, and then they remember they were these fully sick wizard dudes. Yeah. Uh, I, what's immolation? Before I, before right. I give you so my... So immolation. Immolation is a self-target. It's a three-attunement scaling, and the regiment gains aura of death plus X until the start of its next activation, where X is the number of successes divided by two, rounded up. Any regiment affected by this spell has its Aura of Death X special rule limited to a maximum of Aura of Death 5. This effect lasts until the end of the round. These guys are ridiculous. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm being... I mean, I, I want to be... I want to be tactical. Um, but I think these guys are... are so good. Um, two attacks each on a light. 165 points. Uh, evasion two, no resolve, um, and then once the army powers up a bit, they go to bazooka wizards. Uh, that bamf around. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just quietly, I think that one sixty five might need to be looked at. Um, but it, it's been tweaked a few times. But yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things that'll that'll probably you know, get looked I, at more I sooner think, rather than later. Yeah, the closest the closest. Um, um, the closest comparison I can give you, and actually quite an apt comparison, would be the Chosen of Famine. Mm-hmm. Being a line infantry, six move, clash of two, uh, two attacks each. They're, they're very similar stat line. Evasion two as well. Um, although, no, they got nerfed to Evasion two, so they started Evasion three. Yeah. Long short, they got pumped to above 200. Um, and they had no aura of death. They had no wizard business. Um, so they're purely based on the stat line that you've got there. They were 200 plus. Yeah. Famine, I think are currently 205. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I think, yeah, well, we'll I mean, 
more than happy to be wrong. I think we'll see where it is. But based on that raw compared to what we've already got, <laughs> um, I think that's pretty good. No, that's fair. Um, bear in mind as well, the Mori are restricted to the Archimandri, and that's it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that's um, that's that's everything in the the early wave, uh, and I am super super keen and pumped and excited for all of it. Mate, it's a good wave. It's a real. It's a lovely mix of lights. You've got mediums. Um, you've got yeah. You've got hammers. You've got tongs. You've yep. got the whole barbecue. <laughs> um, that's it's a pretty pretty impressive showing, really. I mean, they're releasing a lot, um, so well done. I'm I'm really pleased they waited. I don't know if they waited to release until they had maybe more of a fleshed out ability to release. Mm. I'm just making stuff up now on the fly, and and hell, I think I think realistically, it. I think realistically, it comes to the the learning curve that was the Wadron release. The mm. Wadron release was amazing. When you for anybody who wasn't around when uh, the game first released and it was, you know, Hundred Kingdoms of Spies and then there was a very small choice of options for Nords and Dwegholm. Mm. The, the 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 difference that Parabellum have made moving into Wadron and Old Dominion is is just it's leaps and bounds. It's yeah, just a whole different it's a whole different game they're playing because they're releasing a couple of characters, a bunch of regiments, and then they're they're following it up with more characters, more regiments, and like it gives you so much to play with off the bat. Whereas like I started playing Nords at you know the the dawn of the game, and I had access to Raiders, Stalkers, a Blooded, a Yarl, and then eventually I got Uger and Huskars, and that was like the early, like that was like the first year basically, and it was it was rough for Nords at that point. Um, you look back, you look at Nords now, and you're like, I don't know what you're complaining about. And it's like, oh, trust me, there was plenty to complain about back in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's they've 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 come so far now with the way that these these last or you know Old Dominion being the the most recent, but the last with the Wadron, like those releases have been impeccable because they're giving you so many options to play with. They give you so much freedom with your list building because you're not restricted to just one or two characters. You've basically got most of them. Um, and that's that's what you need is like because that's the that's where you start your list building what characters mm. are in it so yeah I'm I'm super pumped Old Dominion going to be fantastic um, the releases we're getting next year in 2023 who even knows what they're going to be but they're going to be glorious and that's for all factions not just Old Dominion that's for all factions so um, I think Parabellum have done a really really good job uh, I'm super keen to see it um, and yeah I, I, the the hype train will continue I think the biggest compliment i can play this force is that it's very different to any anything else that's out it plays very different it's got a very unique style um will be very competitive just with those cutids um um right from the out yep and should I just I just had a flick through some of the other regiments, um, and I've got to stop talking. Um, <laughs> and and should scale really well through the life of its releases. So yeah. yes, it is a um, yeah, good army. Yeah, it's great. It's great, mate. Thank you very much for that, man. It's been good to to get you on with me to uh, absolutely fangirl all over the old Dominion. So I'm I'm glad you could set aside the time for that. Mate, my absolute pleasure. I um I feel like most of the time I was just aghast with new learning. Oh um, man, it's uh for considering that I've uh, put a lot of time 
uh, and and feedback and love into the Old Dominion. I, I was more than happy to to take the reins and, and absolutely babble on for however long this ends up being. Um, and hopefully nobody gets super bored of it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, cool. It's really cool. I love it. Um, you know, first day release podcast. Woohoo! Yep, exactly. Awesome. Monty, thank you very much. Um, guys, for everybody who's listening, uh, if you haven't used the code VGG10 uh, on the eShop Parabellum, um, feel free to kick that up. That's our affiliate code. It'll get you 10% off your first purchase. Um, we do get a kickback from that. It goes into any of the giveaways we're doing. We've got an Apex Predator at the moment, which is running until the 6th of March, followed immediately by a Hellbringer Drake that I've got, you know, getting flown out by pigeons, I hope. Um so yeah, we're just going to keep pumping out these giveaways. Um, everybody who posts uh, who posts a comment on the, the the post we do goes into the draw. Away you go. So the affiliate code's a really good way to keep that going, and we really appreciate it. Monty, thank you very much, mate, and we'll catch us all next time. Bye.